Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Happy chilly. It's a chilly Monday here in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, lots to make our way through over the next few hours. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Um, you know, we have a lot going on in Israel. And uh, obviously with the ongoing war, we have a lot of uh, putrid nonsense going on uh, in this country, around the, wo- around the world, as far as, you know, hating on the Jews. It's the cool thing to do right now. Be hating on the Jews, man. And uh, we saw some uh, business in Kazakhstan over the weekend at the uh, Russian airport there. Uh, We've seen more uh, uh, crap in this country, which is really hard to watch and hard to believe that this is actually happening. Uh, And and we'll get to that stuff. I want to talk about something, uh, uh, you know, obviously kind of hit me close to home on a couple of different fronts, and that's the passing of Matthew Perry. Uh, he's 54 years of age. My disclaimer going into this discussion is I, I don't know that I've ever seen a complete episode of Friends. I'm just, it's not something I watched, uh, especially during that time period. I wasn't actually watching a lot of TV. I was out doing stuff. Um, I know what a phenomenon that show has become and, and is and was. It had about a 10-year run. I'll be honest with you. I, I, that, that was the first sitcom that was really marketed towards my generation, our generation, Generation X. And I, I think I saw a preview for it when it first came out, and I was like, I don't know anybody like that. So I just, I never was never interested. Plus, I'm not a huge fan of sitcoms in general, and so I just I never watched it. Uh, I I could I I haven't really seen much of his work apart from Friends. Uh, there was a a movie with him and uh, Salma Hayek that uh, is one of my wife's favorite wor- uh, favorite show uh, favorite movies rather, and I, I've seen that a few times through. I mean, he seemed like a decent enough actor, but you know, he he is one of those people who uh, has had a bit of a struggle, obviously, um, w- as far as it, drowning in the jacuzzi. The autopsy has been completed; it's been deferred, meaning they're not going to release any information. Uh, they got to get the tox screen back and uh, uh, and see what uh, what we had in the system. Based upon everything I've read uh, thus far, and it's not a lot of information. Um, there, the the police are not saying, uh, do not believe that any foul play was involved. Uh, he had a couple of active prescriptions, one being an anti-anxiety med. I'm I, I'm gonna I'm just. Based upon my own experience, I'm going to assume it's probably something like Ativan, which is kind of the popular anti-anxiety drug that they prescribe right now. I've had several Ativan prescriptions over the past five years for my stuff. And uh, it does make you drowsy uh, if, you, if you take uh, a little too much Ativan. It, it, it'll, it'll make you tired. Um, he His assistant uh, has already said that she... Felt that he looked fatigued over the past couple of weeks. In this particular situation, he had uh, played pickleball that day. James, that's like tennis, sort of ping pong, tennis. It's an it's not an it's an active sport, right? You're not. Yeah, I don't know much about, but he was he was active that day. He played pickleball, so he yeah. was active. It's exercise. You, you uh, break a sweat. Yeah, and then he gets into a jacuzzi, and I know that that raises your blood pressures. My immediate thought, and I have no idea, my immediate thought was, well, if he was alone and he had a massive heart attack while he's in the jacuzzi, maybe that would account for this. Uh, one of the last reports I saw uh, said that he had uh, some kind of mitigating factor that was involved. Maybe it was a heart condition. I know he'd had... I think he'd had heart problems before, which you would if you're, you know, if you're living the life that he lived for so many years. Whatever the case, it's very, very sad. And uh, uh, I posted or reposted or shared uh, a post from him that a lot of people have shared uh, that was from just a couple of weeks ago where he was talking about his journey, which he has been doing a lot of. Uh, since he, he got clean and uh, uh, wrote a book about it. And, and one thing, I, I haven't read the book myself. I might now. 
is that he's very graphic and very honest about his life, which you sort of have to be, uh, and especially if you're a person uh, who is, uh, you know, in the public eye. Um, I, I believe there is the thought that, well, maybe, and I know I've, I've heard this myself in my very small regard, that sharing your story might help somebody else. So he was very open about it. And that's also part of the process is being, being very almost painfully honest about your life and, and what happened and what you did. It's kind of the, it's the pathway to, to getting past that stuff. And he had posted a couple of weeks ago, you know, that, yeah, friends came along I, he said, I think he said he had 11 bucks on him when the when he when he quote booked that show. So for him personally as an actor, it was a godsend. But he went from being a fairly obscure guy to being part of a global phenomenon, a very iconic show, very very quickly. So celebrity came very very fast to him, and going into something like that with addiction issues is just a recipe for disaster. It really is. We saw Robert Downey Jr. go through this uh, since he was uh, a teenager. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm one of those guys that roots for people like that. Like, oh, I hope you make it. Uh, and he said, you know, I'm not, it's a long post. You can see it on my uh, Facebook page if you want to check it out. But at the end, he's like, you know, if I die tomorrow, yeah, I know what people are going to talk about. Friends, friends, friends. But he said, I, I would hope that that would maybe be a little further down the list than the stuff I did to try to help other addicts. And he started a rehab center of some kind in California, I believe that bears his name. Uh, He stated in the post that whenever he had the opportunity to help somebody who was uh, in that place, that he would do it. Uh, If you've ever been through a 12-step program, you know that service to other folks and helping other folks out in their struggle is a big part of your journey. It helps you, in a sense, strengthen your resolve to to stay sober, to stay clean, or get away from whatever it is you're doing. And so I'm, I'm hoping, and it doesn't seem like it was a, a relapse. I know people kind of leap to that conclusion. It doesn't feel that way to me. But you know what? If, if it was, so much more the lesson of it. Um, I can also tell you, and I'm not an expert, uh, and, uh, you know, one of the things about where I am, you know, I'm only not a couple of days. I'll be nine months in being booze free is you can't get arrogant about it. Can't get cocky about it, especially at this early juncture. Uh, but relapse is a reality of the addict's life. It's, it's typical. It's expected to a certain extent. Uh, it, you know, it, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's, it happens. And I'm just... I'm hoping that's not what happened here. I don't get the sense that that is what happened here. Uh, again, it could have been just a bunch of factors coming together at once, being overexerted, being 50, you know, in your mid-50s, you know, your blood pressure going up because of the jacuzzi, underlying heart problems, and there you go. So we'll see. But it certainly is very sad. And certainly on my list, the friends thing is pretty far down the list. Uh, he seemed like a really decent guy who had finally gotten to a, a good place in his life after a very, very tough journey. And my heart goes out to anybody who is who is in that struggle because it sucks. Especially, I tell you what, especially when you're in the public eye and, uh, and, and that stuff kind of plays out in front of everybody else. So God rest his soul. Uh, and, uh, we'll have to wait to see, uh, you know, what happens. I, you know, the, the one thing I don't like, and I'll, I'll be honest with you about this. I don't do a lot of social media. I do Facebook. That's it. But you know, you do see people with their snarky comments. Well, once an addict, always an addict or yeah, well, he's just a stinking drunk. You know, I, I saw a few of those comments. Do you, do you think in any way, shape or form that helps in any way? And, and I mean, the people watching the people reading this stuff who themselves are are in a very difficult place. And they're not Matthew Perry. They don't have resources. They don't have uh, a lot of options. So if that's all you have to say is, well, stupid addict, that's what happens. You know, maybe maybe have a little grace in your heart and go quiet for a few days on social media until this thing, you know, nobody's paying attention anymore. I, I just think that's awfully crummy behavior. I really do. Anyway. 
The Sean Rima Show. News, traffic, weather. Stay connected. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back 23 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you I had a, out I had to? a solicitor on line two. I was going to give you a oh. nice Monday gift, and she figured it out. Oh, man. That's so much fun when they call us. Sorry, buddy. Uh, we'll get you next time, man. We do have Juan, though, right? Juan, how are you? Hey, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Well, I'm, I'm uh, Kamala Harris, I saw her on TV yesterday. I'm sorry. Said that you, yeah, <laughs> say, I know, but said that the United States does not plan to go to war with Hamas. But, but my generation, this is what I'm thinking, my generation, you know, they killed Americans. So that's more of a reason to want to identify Hamas right. and send the Marines and kick some ass. Well, we got thir- what thirty-three dead Americans, and uh, yeah, yeah, our president has, that- our president over the past three weeks is, or four weeks has spent most of his time in Rehoboth Beach. Thirty-three dead yeah, Americans. Exactly. We got we got a dozen of them who are still being held hostage. Well, well, well they, they don't want to go to war this administration because they don't want to offend nobody. But but I'm like, oh, I think they, they do Americans. want to go to war. I just uh, I, I think they're trying to put out the pretense there that they don't. But you're right. I mean, they're. Uh, it, it, they they obviously don't give a crap about American lives, if nothing else. Exactly. You know, yeah. I, I, my generation send the Marines because right. that's what they train for. Yeah, I, I agree. Utilize that train and kill the enemy. I concur. Thank you for the for the call. Twenty four minutes after nine. I got to address something really quickly about my personal life that uh, folks have been asking about, and if you follow me on Facebook, you probably have heard about this. And I'm getting notes from people today. I just got one. Are you okay? Are you okay, Sean? And here, here's what happened. Okay, I'm okay. Nothing violent happened to me over the weekend. Friday, uh, I had uh, a very good friend from middle school come and visit me. One of my oldest friends, he and his wife came up to just to spend the evening. My wife is at work. My wife works, you know, about a quarter mile down the street. James, I was supposed to pick up my wife. Right? Supposed to pick her up from work. Yes. And uh, my friends and I got talking. We keep the AC cranked really hot, uh, high. I mean, you know, it's cold as crap. You get it's like a meat locker in my house, and they're from the East Coast, so they were getting a little, they're a little thin skinned so they were getting cold. So we stepped out front to talk, and I and I left my phone inside, and I forgot I forgot to pick up my wife from work. After standing there for an hour, an, an hour. hour and 17 minutes precisely. Visiting oh with your God. buddy. Like an orphan in the rain. I just abandoned her. I forgot. The daughter's boyfriend pulls up from Houston, and it suddenly clicked in my Where's my damn wife? It's 6.30. Where the hell? Oh. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> I went inside, got the cell phone, looked at it. was about 90 messages from my wife. Mm. Where are you, punk ass? Wow. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Oh, man. Then I've been waiting an hour, punk ass. Where are you? I forgot my wife. Man. And I'll be hearing about that crap till I'm 80. Yeah, yeah, easily. I just got distracted. I was... I just got distracted. I, I we, You know, we got four people working in three cars and... I, I don't know why I got it in my head that she had a car. I don't know why. I just thought I got my wire and I was talking. I hadn't seen my friend in a few years. We're telling old stories. I, I forgot to pick up my wife from work. It's the first time this has happened in 10 years. And I heard about it all weekend. Not bad. Once in 10 years. Yeah, it's still, but no, for normal people's standards, that'd be fine. But not some Latina chick from the West Side. No, that, that's one time too many. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be hearing about that happy crap until I'm, you know, 85, God willing. Okay. I can't believe you forgot me. You just left me standing there like a child whose parent doesn't go pick them up from school. I'm just standing there. And then she does the worst thing. She does this to me when I disappoint her. She, she does this or leave her alone. I heard this a lot when I was on set and I was gone for three days. She just sits there and starts going, all by myself, <laughs> Mr. John left me. 
all by myself. Well, if it happens again. Holy crap. If it happens again, I don't think it will because you've learned your lesson, young man. I, yeah, I have. It was horrible. But it if it does, terrible. if it does, change the tire out, put the spare on, <laughs> get your fingers dirty, and then go pick her up and just say it was, uh, you was almost tire, died. Man, I, I almost died, died yes. trying to get here. See, yes. I got I to almost die to get there. I, yeah, I ran, you know, I, the tire popped. I almost died, but I'm here. She'll see through that right away. You yeah. change a tire? I don't well, see it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. She's going to know. Well, he can say that he helped, and that's why I said get his that's why I said <laughs> get his fingers dirty. He get some oil on my, yeah. get my oil yeah. on my fingers. Yeah, a little on the face. Oh, it was very brutal. All weekend long. All by myself. All right. Two ones <laughs> but I am okay. I was she didn't uh well she didn't leave any bruises you can see. Okay, there you go. Right. Not the well, money. You know, I always say I'm not okay, the money maker, what about honey? Syria? What's that? Is she okay? She's a little emotionally scarred, but she'll get over it. Um, two ones. <laughs> two. Uh, Call the fours. Oh, bye, my. I'm calling the fours, Sean. Mr. John, going to cut your ass loose like you cut my ass loose in the rain. All right. Uh, <laughs> Ask your smart speaker to play us. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071 on a chilly day in San Antonio, Texas. I'm loving it, man. I love wearing my hoodie and, like, socks and stuff. Uh, News Talk 550, uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Back to the world going to hell. The Israelis now are the uh, pre-ground assault, I guess is what you call it. They're they're trying to clear out some of these tunnels that we know exist. Uh, we're firing uh, on uh, Iran-based folks who are shooting at us from Syria. Uh, things are ramping up, but you're you're of course hearing more and more about where we're seeing more of this pro-Palestinian stuff here in this country and around the world. I mentioned a little while ago, and I'm laughing because it's so tragic and stupid. The Kazakhstan, uh, there was a, a, a plane of Jewish refugees, I guess, trying to get out of uh, the Gaza region, and they're going to Kazakhstan, which is probably not a great idea because it's predominantly uh, a population of Muslims. Muslims. And uh, a bunch of uh, Muslims swarmed the airport and tried to get out on the uh, on the runway there. Had to squirrel away a few Jews into a safe room somewhere. More protests in this country, and uh, it's beyond obnoxious. We're in a bad situation here, and uh, on a couple of different levels. And and I'm looking at uh, first off, let me apprise you of this: uh, we've had about 100 Syrians and 50 Iranians uh, come through Eagle Pass over the past few weeks. Uh, they're called special interest migrants, uh, from DHS and, uh, and the border folks. These are people who either, well, I guess both, they come from, uh, nations that are terrorist sponsoring states and their own activities and movements indicate some kind of connection to terrorist activities. And they're flowing across our border. We've had about 83,000 Folks from Syria and Iran, Lebanon, I imagine, Afghanistan, just strolling across the border. And these are the people that we know of. In fact, uh, the the number that really, I got this from a Breitbart uh, article. Again, this is information from your own government. This isn't some MAGA thing or some Alex Jones type uh, trip. This This is this real data. Inasmuch as our government is actually keeping real data, that the uptick in special interest migrants who are largely young single men, by single I mean they're not traveling with anybody except other men, other young men, single men, I believe over the past year uh, we have seen a 140% increase in the flow of, quote, special interest migrants into this country. It's a lot of folks. 
because these are the only the ones we know about. <laughs> that doesn't mean the gotaways. In other words, apart from importing uh, human sex traffickers, drug dealers, cartel guys, uh, we are also importing uh, terrorists. And 83,000 is no little number when it comes to terrorists, yeah? And one doesn't have to be all that imaginative to project that, well, if you you import a lot of bad guys, a lot of uh, Muslim zealots, because that's what they are, extremist, you know, sociopathic uh, Muslim zealots whose only job in life is to kill Jews and Americans. Well, everybody. That's not like them, I guess. That if you get a bunch inside this country, uh, one can imagine uh, somebody gives the go-ahead and they all go active. And what do they have to do? Just kill people. They're... This is where a lot of this pro-Palestinian stuff just makes me want to vomit. These are terrorists. We've heard that word so much and so often, you know, uh, throughout most of our lives, but uh, especially since 9-11, I think a lot of us have become inured to it. We've kind of numbed out to the word. But really, reacquaint yourself with the word terrorist. What does a terrorist do? What is their only freaking job? To create terror in people. They're not called happiests. They're called terrorists. They want to kill and slaughter and rape in really, really hard and mean and graphic ways to increase the level of terror in people's hearts. And if you have a lot of these barbaric fools inside our own borders, uh, it would stand to reason there must be some kind of purpose for that. They're not exactly coming here to stop being terrorists. Maybe they're just putting together sleeper cells all the way across the country. Somebody gives the green light and boom, shakalaka. You know, Ahmed Kaboom starts uh, greasing people left and right. Look, when the Robert Card th- uh, thing happened, and thank, G- thank you, Jesus, he's dead. We, we, we called that, James, on Friday. That seemed more like a body recovery thing at that point when I started, you know, sending divers into the lake there. But when that story first broke, I think it was Wednesday night, and we were hearing about multiple locations, what were you thinking? I know what I was thinking. I hear something going on in multiple locations, and I'm thinking terrorism. I, I don't know where, where your, what your gut is telling you, but I, I got a weird vibration in my belly about this whole thing. I don't think it's going to be an issue we're going to be dealing with strictly over there. And if if things go real world and active here inside uh, our own borders, your fancy schmancy opinions on the Palestinians aren't going to matter squat, man. Here's Dan. Dan, how are you? Not too bad, Sean. You know, I'm not big on coincidences. Right. But it seems kind of odd that all of a sudden there's a 200-room hotel it used to be a holiday inn that's going to be opened up to, to the so-called homeless well you know in those places they have nice and, they have nice conference rooms where like uh hamas can get a couple of dudes around the table exactly and, you know uh, and, and what, uh better, what better hiding place than wow a homeless shelter that's right. downtown sure. next to, that's close to the government center yeah well apart from the and, reality and, that every time you do this the the hotel is trashed and the whole neighborhood oh, yeah. surrounding the uh, hotel well, is trash. But if you're if you're if you're terrorist bad guys, wouldn't you like some holiday and ex- holiday and, uh, holiday express uh, conference rooms to plan your next attack? That'd be nice. Yeah, that that. And the thing about it is, it's not that far from Austin. Nope. Dallas, Houston, right. Right. or or the border. I got to run, man. It's it's scary stuff. I agree with you. Got to take a break. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Find what you're looking for. Local news coverage, local traffic. It's all waiting here. Locally oriented, which I like. On News Talk 550 KTSA. Local radio that's important to me. And FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. My dumb little show. We have a surprise guest uh, joining us, uh, Mr. Clayton Perry, on a chilly Monday. How are you, man? 
Hey, I'm doing great. Just trying to stay warm. This is uh, this is quite a change, but hey, that's Texas weather, <laughs> and uh, uh, can't get away from it. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a great morning. It really is, and uh, uh, you know, I I I appreciate the cool weather, you know. But I, I've lived in places where the the cold weather was really really cold. So for me, this is kind of nice and refreshing. You right, know, and right. I, I like the, they got to be careful in the rain, but uh, you know, it's it's going to be with us for a, a, not too long. It it's all right. I I'm I'm partial to hot weather though because I like to be out on the boat on the lake, and that, right. that's where I that's where I enjoy my time the most. I'm a great uh, indoorsman. Hey. <laughs> I like to be indoors. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Hey, Sean, I couldn't help but uh, call in and talk a little bit about this uh, hotel that's yeah. going to be converted into a homeless shelter. You know, a lot of people don't realize how much money we're spending a year on about 3,000 people. That's the last point in time count that we had. We're spending over $80 million a year on the homeless population here in San Antonio, and that's incredible. That's that's hard tax dollars. That's not counting uh, all the faith-based communities and other organizations that are uh, helping uh, the homeless out here in the area. And now with this almost $10 million more uh, we're, we're up there to $90 million a year. And, Ugh. you know, if you count in all this other, uh, uh, other help from other organizations, we're probably over a hundred million dollars a year for 3000 people. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's incredible. And not only that, but what, what irony is this, that we're taking over a hotel and kicking about 50 people out of their jobs God. for people that don't have jobs and are homeless. So, I mean, what kind of irony is that? That, that to me, is incredible. It's a, a very and, uh, sad irony is what it is because, the, you know, you, you and I both know if you're working at a, at a Holiday Inn, you, you probably need the job. You, you, yeah, you know what I mean? You're yeah. not working at a Holiday Inn because you just want something extra to do. It's, it's your livelihood, yeah, and these people are getting cut yeah. loose. That's right. And, and um, you know, <laughs> they say they're going to try to, place them in other jobs within Holiday Inn, which is great. I fully support that. But who knows where they're going to have to end up working another 20 miles away or whatever that they won't be able to. And I I just think it's ironic that this city is going to put additional people out on the street for homeless people. Conceivably, conceivably you could create more homeless people by putting somebody who has a job into a desperate situation so that you Absolutely. can provide a free room for somebody who is already homeless. And you you, you and I both know, we've seen this across the country, especially out in California and New York. What happens yep. to these hotels when, when they give them over to the homeless? What happens? Oh, my goodness. They're yeah, destroyed. Yeah, they're, it, it's going to be destroyed because, okay, the reason that uh, – well, one of the reasons is this is a no-barrier uh, place. So that means, I mean, there could be drugs – you know, drug use, uh, right. heck, even probably prostitution in these places that, you know, there's no barriers. There's no requirements it's, it's, for uh, them to be there, right? Exactly. It's it's totally different than Haven for Hope, who has rules. Right. You can't just go in there with drugs and things like that. And uh, these places don't have that. I mean, we already have a hotel downtown uh, that's providing that service. And here we're getting another one. What What is it? A little over $8 million. I, I this is i just get so upset i have to call you no it's fine dude don't anytime about my my concerns about this and you know again uh now you know we're we're pushing 90 million dollars a year God. for three thousand three thousand people man cut them all a check and send them on to austin <laughs> that's a great idea here instead of a room we're going to give you a check Okay, and you can just roll on in uh, over to Austin where they want you. They're you're like, right? They're a, a homeless sanctuary yeah. city, effectively, absolutely, and go live absolutely. your life, man. And uh, you know, but the thing about when you take over a hotel, you know, sometimes they're corporately owned, but sometimes they're a franchise, just like a McDonald's, and some person or some family owns that business. Sure. Uh, and they uh, again, the 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 buildings in the surrounding neighborhood tend to be destroyed where they do this. Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, and uh, look, we are following the same footprint that Austin did. Yeah. Uh, Austin Sad. started providing more and more and more services. 
And sure, it attracted more homeless from all over the place. And what's oh, yeah. San Antonio doing? We're following that same formula that Austin did. And where does and it work? We're providing more. And where does it we're work? Providing more services, and right. it's enabling. It's yeah. enabling the homeless. Absolutely. And and we're going to attract, continue to attract more homeless here in San Antonio. So yes, you're going to see that point in time uh, count go right. up. I got to run, Clayton. Because... I got to run, All man. Right. Thank you so much, brother. We'll see you. Thank you, Sean. Talk to you later. Bye. Yep. Bye. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Four minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Yeah, I, I, I got to mention this briefly going into this hour because it's all the talk of the radio station. Got, and then we'll talk about. I, got, I didn't. I, I found out about this listening to Trey coming in this morning with uh, some comments from your former press secretary, Jen Psaki, full of crap. Uh, and what she thinks is really scary as far as what's going on here in America right now. It ain't what you're scared about, just so you know, as a you know preview. But, we, you know, I, I saw this post yesterday. You know, we have a couple of these inner courtyards. And somehow a fox got into one of the courtyards. A fox repelled into the courtyard or fell in or chased the wrong squirrel. And so we have to have, like, animal control people come out here to get the fox out of the courtyard. I mean, he looks all cute, and everybody's, oh, he's so cute. He'll rip, he's like a raccoon, dude. He'll rip your freaking face off, given half the chance. He's a freaking fox, man. Although our engineer is, uh, you know, he's you know, Greg Shelton. We talk about him all the time on the air. He's, he usually, he, he f- spends most of his time scowling at me. He's got a heart of gold. He's also an animal lover. Was it bad, though, when I saw Because he posted about it. That's how we all kind of found out about it. There was a fox trapped in the court. <laughs> the fox was on a mission to get some food, and the fox made some bad choices. Fox didn't do any recon. <laughs> fox is now sitting there going, what did I do to my life? And uh, was it bad that when Shelton posted that, I said, don't let him outfox you? <laughs> oh, good Lord. Because ah, you know he loves one-liners <laughs> like that coming from me. But I guess they're, they gotta, they're trying to get the fox out humanely. But it's kind of weird, Don. I mean, we got weirdos with pipes, swinging pipes around, showing up one week. Yeah. Now we got wild animals, you know, showing up in the courtyard. Right. I think it's Antifa. You know- I work from home for two months, and this is what happens. See, it's your fault. Place goes right to hell. It's your karma. You did this to us. No, I think it's it's Antifa. I I think they hate our guts so much that they're now dropping (laughs) wild animals into the courtyard. We'll come in tomorrow. There'll be a couple of, like a nest of diamondbacks, uh, you know, slithering about the courtyard. I'm telling you, it's a plot. It's an evil plot. But anyway, so that's, that's what we're all dealing with today is that there's a fox caught in the courtyard. You don't think it's a certain city councilman who represents our district that could have... Who, Jalen? You could have could have dropped the fox in there. I'm going to start dropping wild animals into that courtyard. Show those <laughs> Nazis what for. Run! Where do I get a damn fox? Well, I don't know. I got a line on the badger, but, you know. <laughs> He's down at the Holiday Inn. Badger. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting to come in, and there's like a there's like nine or ten crazy people in the courtyard setting up camp, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, holiday was all filled up, so they decided to crawl over the top of the radio station and live in our courtyard. See, here's the thing: if a bunch of crazy homeless people were in the courtyard, we couldn't get them removed. You know what I mean? We can call like guys to come and get the fox, or if somebody dropped a, a komodo dragon in the courtyard, or a couple of badgers, you know, we we get we have people we can call who will come and remove the animals. You put right. a couple of uh, crazy people who are talking to no one, swinging around lead pipes in the courtyard, they'd have to stay. You know what I mean? We'd have to provide them some food, some light snacks out of the Lance machine. <laughs> We'd have to petition a court. It'd be like squatters. We'd have to petition a court to get them removed, you know. Well, we can't just pull them out of there. They might have a lease. We don't know. So anyway, that's uh, Adventures at the radio station. And everybody's like, but it's funny how everybody's like, oh, they're so cute. James, didn't you say a little cute poor little guy? I know. He, he has poor little not, guy. He has not moved from the trash can. He's still avo- he's, avoiding the trap. He's a bit confused. And he, maybe he's seen a trap before. Maybe he's a wily fox and knows the whole trap thing. 
Yeah, is the Fox Center going, before. you freaking amateurs, I'm not walking into that thing. I've been on the streets my whole <laughs> life. Ooh, a trap with some food in it. So I don't know. What do you take me for, some fool raccoon or something? Come on, man. <laughs> Fox. I ain't no trash panda. I ain't no trash panda here. All right. I'm a damn fox. That's why I'm a smart dog. Anyway. So yeah, you uh, might get a possum falling for some nonsense like that, but not me. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see if they remove the fox uh, before I get out of here. Uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Um, well, you know, uh, l- let us remind ourselves that the war in Israel is, uh, you know, we're not dealing with the poor, long-suffering Palestinian people. We're dealing with, okay, Muslim zealots, psychopathic Muslim zealots. Psychopathic Muslim zealots are people who chop the heads off of babies, uh, gang rape women and old ladies and children, slaughter people, cave their heads in. It's kind of what we're dealing with, right? I mean, we're, we're accepting that what we're hearing out of God, out of Israel is true, and what we've heard over the past four weeks is true. I mean, the evidence is all around you. It's it's not in, in dispute that atrocities took place, and for all we know, atrocities are still taking place. And we talk about Nazism a lot, and I agree that they are Nazi esque uh, in their depravity and how they uh, and what they're capable of doing to another human being for the you know sheer joy of it but they're not nationalists so they're not national socialists they're 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 religious zealots they're hopped up on god or at least their notion of god that's why they go out and do what they do also makes them doubly dangerous because they don't care if they die in the process in fact if they die killing jews and killing people like americans and anybody else that uh, is not a uh, muslim zealot uh, you know, uh, it's they, they achieve glory in the eyes of God. Okay, these are religious nutbags. Okay, that's what they are. Uh, truly, but if you're Jen Psaki, who is your former press secretary, she was the press secretary for the State Department prior to that. Uh, I, I've often said that Jen Psaki uh, was at least better at her job than uh, KJP is. She could lie a little more eloquently uh, than KJP is capable capable of. But she's over at MSNBC or some damn thing now. And uh, she's, I, I didn't even hear this story until I was driving in because I don't watch a lot of the crap on Sundays. But she was talking about Mike Johnson, your new you know uh, Speaker of the House. And she's scared of him. He scares her. He scares her because he's a Christian. She said, uh, and, and she, I guess she rolled some video from last week where he's praying, and in his, his speech uh, after he was voted in, uh, he referenced the Bible. She says, the Bible doesn't just inform his worldview, it is his worldview. Most Americans might not be able to pick Mike Johnson out of a lineup, but in reality, he's far from benign. It's not just his political ideology that should scare us. Johnson is basically a Christian fundamentalist. He scares her. Is it lost on you, (laughs) the absurdity and certainly the hypocrisy of Jen Psaki uh, being afraid of a man who uh, uh, follows the Bible, who follows his Christian faith and allows his Christian faith to inform his decisions both professionally and personally, and yet, for some odd reason, she's not scared at all of uh, religious fanatics, religious fundamentalists on the Islamic side. Religious fundamentalists. I mean, if if she's calling him a fundamentalist, I I don't know, is he evangelical? When I hear a Christian fundamentalist, I tend to think evangelical. Okay, so... His fundamentalism scares her, terrifies her. We should all be afraid of Mike Johnson. But she's abs- she shows absolutely no fear or trepidation at religious fundamentalists scattered around the globe whose only job in life is to kill and create terror. I told you a few minutes ago about how we've imported 
tens of thousands. Uh, we don't even know the exact number because we're only talking about the people we encountered. 83,000, like I told you a little while ago. 83,000 folks from terrorist-sponsored sponsoring nations who themselves, their own activities appear to be, uh, uh, they appear to be connected to terrorist cells. These are also religious fundamentalists. And that's why the, the only reason I make a distinction between the Nazis and what you're seeing right now, because they all hate the Jews and want them eradicated from the earth, okay? Both, both entities have that in common. But there is a different motivation. The motivation of Islamic terrorists is their religion. They are religious fundamentalists. They are violent religious fundamentalists. Uh, very obviously so. But we're supposed to be afraid of Mike Johnson. Little Bible thumping Mike Johnson. He's supposed to cause fear in our hearts. I mean, it, 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 this crap is so upside down. I, I don't know where you are, and I'm not, again, not trying to bum you out on a Monday. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. But I, one of the things I have to deal with or fight, I guess, and maybe you're d- going through the same issue, and if you are, I'd like to hear from you. 210-599-5555. Watching the news out of the Middle East. Uh, watching what's going on in our own country. Um, simultaneously. Watching the economy tank. I mean, we'll, we'll get to the price of Halloween candy here in the next bit. Which is reflective of where the economy is in general. But, I, I you know, I, I, it's very difficult for me at this point to completely separate myself from the news cycle on the weekends. There's so much going on that I, I have to watch. I used to, like, cut myself off at 11 a.m. on Fridays and wouldn't pick it up till Sunday afternoon. Now I, I do dip into the news much more. And the one thing I find as I as I watch what's going on in Israel, uh, yeah, now the, uh, the IDF is going into the tunnels. We still haven't seen the big show yet. Uh, Netanyahu is out there saying this is the first stage or the second stage of this war. They're trying to get as many people out as possible. And what do we hear in regards to folks who suffered a multi-pronged terrorist attack on their nation that involved the slaughter of children and babies? Well, don't go too hard on those Palestinians. Well, you better show some restraint. That's the official line, practically, from our own government, while talking out of the other orifice saying, uh, we stand by Israel. The hell you do. Personally, I think they should have flattened the whole area hours after this attack began. But look, look at Jen Psaki isn't peculiar. Jen's or, or isn't uh, an alien being. She, what she is saying about being terrified of Mike Johnson, more terrified of his faith than the rabid psychotic faith of fundamentalist uh, Islam uh, on planet Earth. She's not alone. A lot of them believe that. A lot of these idiots who are on the bridge in New York, a lot of these people who are are on the campuses, a lot of these people who are chasing Jews into safety rooms on uh, on American campuses and in American cities and screaming about, you know, death to the Jews and all that stuff, they truly are more concerned about Christianity than Islam in in the world today. Even though one side of the room has an observable record of atrocity, atrocity and violence. And I don't know about you, but I have to fight just to get out of bed and do what I do for a living, the sinking feeling that something really bad is about to happen. Because it is depressing to watch all of this going on at one time. And frankly, knowing to a certain extent, in my opinion, that there was some intentionality in all of this concerning our own government. You and I seem to be the enemy of our own government. Why do I say that? Well, 33 Americans were butchered in the attack uh, in Israel, and uh, our guy went to Rehoboth Beach and got some sun time. I, our guy was buying taffy on the freaking boardwalk and sitting his ass in a, in a beach chair. Well, 33 Americans were butchered, along with, what, 1,400 Jews? I mean, I, the numbers change every day. It's hard to keep up. We have a dozen Americans still in, still in custody. This guy was back at the beach over the weekend. Uh, Very obviously, he doesn't see the bad guys as being the threat, but you and me. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. 
The Sean Rima Show. Israel at war. Stay connected to the latest. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Man, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Jen Psaki's uh, scared of the new uh, Speaker of the House because of his religiosity, but not the uh, psychotic religiosity of the folks who are currently committing atrocities in the Middle East. Here's uh, Alex. How are you? Rima. Hey. <laughs> God, if it wasn't so sad, it would be funny, but it's 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 not funny. No. Okay. Have you ever noticed that the left destroys everything and i mean everything it touches yeah it doesn't matter if it's city government right. national government anything it touches it destroys yeah in the name of helping the little guy okay? all they do is create more little guys <laughs> yeah in this case our little guy happens to be our best ally in the mm. middle east yeah okay biden didn't go over there to show solidarity with the israelis he went over there and he said, thank you, Hamas, for attacking Israel. Here's 100 mil. <laughs> right. Keep up the good work. He did. You're right. You're absolutely right. And uh, because, look, have you heard anything come out of our government in regards to the Israeli war that did not include something about restraint on the part of the Israelis and the poor Palestinian people? You have nothing. And nothing. that's why you have all these these morons marching in the streets of all over the world in solidarity oh, with the Palestinian people. The Palestinian people bid ninety percent for a Hamas government. Right. Two thousand and seven. Right. So right. that tells you what kind of people you're dealing with. You're dealing with a bunch of fanatics. Israel, I say unleash them. Surprise Netanyahu hasn't told Biden, you know what? Get the hell out of my country. We'll take care of business. Mind your own business. I that's mean, what I would do. That My reaction is we, we are in no – did we when, – when September 11th happened, I don't remember a, a collective voice of folks saying, no, go easy on those, you know, al-Qaeda guys. I don't remember hearing no, anything I, like I actually, that. I do. I do because I remember President Bush – Rounding up all of the Saudis to protect them and put them on. The oh right, right. I miss. You're Saudi right. Arabia. I did. I forgot okay. about that. And and all that crap about oh, we, let's let's keep it down. Let's let's you know show again. Here's the words. Let's show restraint. We don't want people thinking we're Islamophobes. You know who and cares? Did. There was none of that. Just no. like now, there's there's none of this stuff. You see this stuff about homophobia and trans and all it's it's all smoke and mirrors yeah where's it's it going like crap. well and like the islamophobia i mean you you heard last week uh, the press secretary say that it, muslim americans suffer the the predominance of of hate attacks I'm like where's that oh, going yeah. on where those protests you saw with all the jews marching in the streets right Right, you remember that? Yeah. Right? Well, neither do I because that didn't well, uh, happen. Right, it never right. It, well, it's like the it's like the horde of white supremacy that's rolling across America. That doesn't exist either. So it's nope. it's very bizarre, and again, I, it's very depressing to watch, knowing how bad this is, and these idiots at these protests have no idea. They have no, no idea not only how stupid they are, but they have no idea what's coming. And they know I, but, they have no idea who they're giving support to, you know. It gives you insight into how Germany happened. Well, and how yeah. Hitler came to power. Certainly, and it guess does. Guess who Hitler got a lot of his ideas from? The Democratic platform back in the twenties. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I got to run, Alex. Thank you for the call, uh, Mike. If you can hang on through the break, uh, we got to take a break. Make your smart speaker smarter. Stream us. Okay, getting smarter now. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean High, 1037 on a chilly Monday. I'm going to make some cow dough today. Some cow dough de pollo for my, uh, for my wife. So she uh, isn't, isn't quite so angry over the fact that I forgot her at work the other day. She'll be hearing about Salam 80. Anyway, 
Mike, uh, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking, Mike? Yeah, how you doing? I just want to tell people, Sean, before I say what I'm going to say about Chicago, Any anybody that's thinking about getting out of San Antonio, they I'm up here in a place called uh, Prosper, Texas, uh, up here off of, uh, Interstate 75, uh, just above Dallas, Texas. It's, it's, one, it's the fastest growing community in the um, U.S. right now. They got so many jobs. They're begging for people to come to work. They're building brand-new stores, Walmarts, wow. grocery stores, schools. They got like five or six brand-new high schools that they're building right now. No crime, no nothing else. So anybody looking to make a move to get the hell out of San Antonio <laughs> or used to, where I, used to where I live at, I'm thinking about moving up to probably wow. myself because I'm, I'm fed I... up with what's going on with Houston with all the crime and the drugs. And then, you know, you guys talked about this new community that they opened it up on the outskirts, outskirts of uh, Houston where they got migrants and it's run right. by the uh, bad people, cartels. Uh, so I'm thinking about getting the hell out of Houston. I've been in Houston since 1980 since I was a kid, but I'm mm. getting ready to make my move out. But you know something, Sean? I just came from Chicago. I just came from Chicago. I'm back in Texas now. And you know what? You know how bad crime is up there in Chicago right now with all these illegal immigrants and stuff? They were talking about on the Chicago radio station that they're talking about closing down all the gas stations and convenience stores at uh, 10 or 11 o'clock at night because they have so many stores yeah. getting robbed at night because people are just going in the store and taking what the hell they want right. to take. And, they, and the stores are losing so much money. They decided they, that uh, I think January the 1st they said in Chicago that they're going to close up all gas stations right. and all convenience stores at 10 o'clock at night. And then this, that's a damn shame that happened in the United States of America. And I thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Mike. Keep listening, man. I'm going to respond to what you're saying. Uh, yeah, we and now, yeah, as goes Austin, as goes Chicago, as goes San Francisco, so goes San Antonio. We're seeing it right before our very eyes. We're talking a lot about this holiday in downtown which will be the second uh, hotel they've done this to, or they just kind of, the city takes it over. I don't know what that costs you and me. Clayton Perry was adding it all up. All, adding it all up. He made a surprise visit to us a little while ago. It's like uh, $90 million, $100 million altogether that we're spending on the homeless community in this in this town. And that means government doesn't produce anything. That's you and me uh, uh, funding this thing. I'm noticing more crap in people everywhere. I'm noticing it in my corner of San Antonio. I live on the on the northwest side. You know that. Uh, we have a Salvation Army rehab center that is being proposed right there off of uh, on the other side of 1604. At uh, I guess it's Braun. That would be specifically. There's like 140 dorm rooms that is you know projected. For folks with addictions and and these kinds of problems that lead to homelessness, I know in my neighborhood you're seeing more crazy people who are out of doors. I don't know how else to put it. You got folks living under the overpass there. Uh, you go into one of the, either the Seven Eleven or the Circle K at the end of my at the end of my street, right right off of sixteen oh four, and chances are you're going to see at least one person who is rambling about talking to themselves. There was a dude in the uh, 7-Eleven the other day when I was there. Uh, I think it was Friday or Saturday, maybe. Just talking to no one. <laughs> Roaming around the store. Young guy. Talking to no one. So there's no... Another, my point being, like, it's not that it will pour me in my neighborhood. It's every neighborhood. There, there's no... You're seeing it with your own eyes. And, you know, it, it's it's unmistakable. It's an unmistakable change that you can track to this mayor coming into office, this rabble coming into office, city council folks. It's our own mini swamp. See, we think of the swamp as something that exists primarily inside the Beltway, and certainly it does, but the swamp is everywhere. The swamp is here, okay, in San Antonio, Texas. It's certainly been in Austin for quite a while, and Austin is a crap town at this point. And we're on the way. And if you're, you know, I, this is, again, why city elections are so important. But I, I, Trey and I were talking about this earlier on Where and Rhyme. A lot of folks have just, you know, checked out. They've, they've gone over to Holotus. They've, they've gone to Bernie. They've, they've, they've left the town. I'm never leaving. I'm never leaving. I'm, I'm staying here forever. I, I have no desire to live anyplace else. And I, that, you know, unfortunately, that includes uh, uh, how bad this town may get uh, and is getting right now. 
But the uh, uh, Alex, when he called up, uh, said this, and he's right, that these policies are destructive. These people are destroyers of things. You talk about the bureaucratic, you know, bureauc- the true leadership in this country, the bureaucrats behind the scenes, the dark state, the deep state, whatever you want to call it. The, I call it the freaking swamp because it's most recognizable by most people when I, when I use that word because that's what it is. They produce nothing, and they leave nothing but destruction in their wake. And why? Because that ideology, that community of people that are actually running this country are all narcissists. The, 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 the agenda itself is a very narcissistic idea, swaddled or, you know, coded, if you will, or, you know, covered by this idea that we're trying to help people. But they're really not helping anybody. They're just making things worse. Because everybody who is within that community are in it for themselves. You look at city leadership right now. They don't give a crap about San Antonio. If they did, why would they be supporting half this stuff that is ruinous to this to the, to this city? I've only been here twelve years, fourteen years at this point. And I'm watching the whole city go to hell in that period of time. It's madness, but there's a there's an agenda to it. There's an intentionality to it. You know, it's about getting everybody to get, it's reaching a point where everybody's pretty much eating out of the same freaking dumpster. That's the analogy I use on a regular basis because it's that dumpster's coming for you too. I don't care who you vote for or what gate you live behind. The Holiday Inn thing is just another example of it. Uh, and uh, there is little or it's like the progressive bail, uh, progressive sentencing and the cashless bail and all that stuff. There is little or no concern about the real world impact on real people's lives. Nobody in this whole Holiday Inn thing gives a crap about the employees that are, that are losing their jobs, their only source of income. Don't give a crap. Doesn't matter. Ah, they probably voted for Trump. Screw them. You know, I mean, that's really where we are. And if you're not seeing it, wherever you live in this town, you're not paying attention or you're willfully looking away from it. But this town is going to crap, man. Very, very quickly. The Holiday Inn thing is just one more example of how that's happening. So how does that make you feel on a rainy Monday? 210-599-5555. Uh, let's see, uh, looking at, uh, some breaking news here. Only 13, this is off the Fox news, only 13 nations and the United States side with Israel, uh, in, uh, a vote. I think it was a UN vote. Uh, that's what I'm, yeah. Yeah. There's 120 country, uh, yeah. nations in the UN, I believe. I believe so. Only yeah. 13 in us. 14 total. And everyone, we're not, and we're not even committed. And everyone else, uh, wants a ceasefire. That's what the vote was a for. A ceasefire. Yes. This is the all oh, right. I did read about this over the weekend. A ceasefire. How do you engage in a ceasefire with people who chop the heads off of babies to make their point? They're going to ceasefire. They're going to lay down the jihad because we asked them to at the freaking UN level. Seriously, you believe that? Because if you believe that, I'll sell you the World Trade Center for five dollars, man. Because you'll believe anything. 210, okay, uh, Kim Kardashian's new bra that's coming up next. I'm going to go out on a funny note. <laughs> I want to I I crack you up before I get out of here so you're not you know depressed and stuff. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. will be Brutally murdered, raped, kidnapped hundreds, hundreds of Israelis. It's really great to have such a comprehensive presentation of everything that's going on right now. Stay connected to the very latest News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Final few moments of the gig, so whatever's on your brain, 210-599-5555. Um, probably we'll talk about this more tomorrow, but uh, had some sticker shock action uh, at the Walmart yesterday. I'm looking at the prices right now, Sean. Holy dude. Dude, I walk, we walked in to get something else, and we thought we'd go by the Halloween candy aisle. Maybe we should pick up the candy tonight. Dude, for a relatively small bag, like we, we have a steady flow of kids for about an hour, hour and a half. 
one of those neighborhoods where the kids still trick-or-treat. We love it. For a relatively small bag of Snickers and Reese's and all that, that would not be enough for the amount of kids we have. 21 freaking dollars, man. Yep. 21 freaking dollars. They're all getting Cheetos. Like one. One <laughs> Cheeto. Here you go. Here's your Cheeto. 21 freaking dollars? Some are 30. Holy crap, man. The bigger bags. The cheapest you can get out of Walmart on a bag is uh, like 10 bucks. Well, and the 10 buck one is like the crap that nobody likes, you know, like a sweet tarts. And we, there was another one we saw for 12 bucks. It's just like uh, they're, they're popcorn balls of some kind. You're all getting popcorn in the cul de sac tomorrow. Oh, don't be that guy. $21, dude. For, it's not even a full bag, man. It's not even my kid. I can't. <laughs> right, right, right. It's not even my kid. I'm going to keep the damn bag for myself, man. 21 freaking dollars for a bag of Halloween candy at Walmart. That's insane. That's your Bidenomics for you. Oh, and uh, Kim Kardashian, though, is going to be making bank. You know, she has a company called Skims. Get it? Skims? Mm-hmm. Kims? Right. She has a new bra, a line of brassieres she's putting out. Uh, and she's doing this because she's inspired to help fight climate change. The Earth's temperature, this is her, the Earth, this is from People Magazine. The Earth's temperature is getting hotter and hotter. The sea levels are rising. The ice sheets are shrinking. And I'm not a scientist, but I do believe everyone can use their skills to do their part. She has developed something called the Ultimate Nipple Bra. It is a bra that has a couple of things added. So that if you wear it, you, how do I put this? You always look cold. Do you see where I'm going with this? Oh, my God. You're going to put an eye out with one of those. They're, they're there. They're plastic. <laughs> she says, that's why I'm introducing a brand new bra with a built-in nipple. So, matter, so no matter how hot it is, you'll always look cold. Oh, so the climate change and the yes. rising temperatures. Well, there'll be other things rising. Ten, well, yeah, well, 10% of sales will go to help flight, fight climate change. Oh, and they're probably made in China where they don't care. By communists, right. <laughs> they just, the bras themselves, Kim, are killing the polar bears, all right? But why? But, but Now, I think that there's a little tongue-in-cheek action going here. I don't. I don't think she's stupid, so stupid that she thinks that her nipple bras are somehow actually going to, like, you know, increase the polar ice cap. It's obviously a marketing thing. But why Why would anyone, why would you want to wear, a? why would you always want to look cold? That, that I'm just putting it out there. Not to mention it's, can, we, can I say this? It's false advertising to a greater or lesser extent. That's right, I said it. I'm just saying, if you go out with somebody wearing one of Kim's bras, they're going to think one thing, and maybe later they'll find out something else is true. Does that make sense? Been misled. Misled. Right. Hey, I thought those were a little more prominent. That's all I'm saying. Plus, it's a bad time of year anyway, because 90% of the country is going to be cold for the next six months. How are you going to tell if somebody's wearing a a Kim bra or just a regular bra? Right. I mean, I got my high beams on right now. Now, I'm not wearing a fancy Kim Kardashian bra. In fact, I'm not wearing a bra at all. I know that may shock some of you. He's got his high beams on. Well, I do. It's cold in this studio, man. Not to mention, my you know, we keep our house fairly cold. So whether it's cold outside or warm, you know, 98 degrees, it's still, you know, 52 in my house. Right. So well, we always got the high beams going in my house. I just said that on the radio, didn't I? You did. So anyway, you know, if you want to fight climate change with Kim Kardashian, these are going to premiere tomorrow on Halloween at 9 a.m. So be the first to order an ultimate, a Skims ultimate nipple bra. Connie's out there going, I told you she was crazy. Uh, you know, and uh, and you can help fight climate change with your your pre nippled bra. How's that? Is that what you would call that? A pre nippled bra? <laughs> yes, I have no other way to describe it, Sean. These, these bras are pre nippled. <laughs> okay, so you don't have to worry what your own nipples may or may not do in cold weather because the bra takes care of it for you. Oh my God! <sighs> and what, what's what's the material? Is it plastic? 
I don't know. Cast iron? I, I don't know what. Cast <laughs> iron. I'm just saying, like, isn't that something that women, well, women who actually identify as women, you know, or whatever that, do we even know what a woman is? I, I'm just saying, don't, isn't that something that women normally try to, like, not have happen? You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, you don't, that's not, this, with these, it'll be on display, you know? Is Pete Buttigieg going to wear one? Is Pete, because it's getting kind of, you know, cold in D.C., is Pete Buttigieg going to get himself an, an ultimate nipple bra from Kim Kardashian? So that, you know, next time he's uh, not talking about transportation in the public arena, he can show his own womanly, womanliness with his ultimate nipple bra. Well, if you, if... Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, James. <laughs> Point James. <laughs> E.T. phone home, baby. Because you're going to put an eye out with one of those. <sighs> this is my job, at least for the moment. <laughs> um, so the world's going to hell we have pre-nippled bras to help fight fight climate change okay uh and we have 21 dollar bags of of halloween candy the world's going to hell man happy monday and i guess i guess now how long is it going to be cold how long are, are, are all of us you know naturally on high beams going to be such uh, is this supposed to clear up tomorrow? Is this what we're hearing, or is it going to be cold for a few more days? No, you're looking at this for another couple of days at least. Well, in California, when it, if it's you know if you walk outside and you still got the high beams going, you know somebody bought a Kim Kardashian bra. There you go. Oh, well, you know God. by Wednesday we'll be about sixty degrees. Do they break out the Kim K bra? Do the Kim K Ultimate Nipple Bras have different variations of intensity? You know what I mean, like a like a heating pad, you can dial it down a bit. You know. <laughs> Have it on the North Pole setting. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> this Malibu setting. All right. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Turn on your hotline. Bye.